Thanks for downloading the Nightcap Series 4, sponsored by Guzborns. More on them later when we grab ourselves a drink. We are so delighted to be back for Series 4. With COVID and all the various challenges the industry has faced in getting things up and running over the last year, we've been gone for way longer than we wanted to. Uh, But nevertheless, we are back with eight more episodes and with some great guests lined up for you. Some of these episodes were recorded at the back end of 2021, some were more recent, but we wanted to leave all the content in there for you to enjoy regardless. Remember, for more content and videos follow us on instagram and twitter at the nightcap underscore pod and very soon we'll be launching our brand new youtube channel where for the first time we'll be putting up every episode of the series for you to watch if you'd rather see our rosy cheeked faces enjoy Welcome to The Nightcap, life behind the Michelin star, a late night lock-in here where we candidly discuss and debate all things culinary over a few drinks. Uh, Right now, as always, we are upstairs at Salt Restaurant in Stratford-upon-Avon, Shakespeare's home in the heart of Warwickshire. It's nearly 10 at night, service is wrapping up downstairs. Let me introduce myself and what we're all doing here. Uh, I'm Simon, I'm a podcaster, producer and daytime cooking show contestant. To my left, playing host, Michelin star head chef and owner of Salt, Mr. Paul Foster. How you doing? You alright, yeah? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. And our guest today is head chef at the Angel in Dartmouth and Master Chef of Professionals finalist is Ellie Wentworth. How are you doing, Ellie? Hello. Did you have to say the Master Chef bit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine, I'll do it again. No, uh, the Angel in Dartmouth, <laughs> Ellie Wentworth. How are you doing, Ellie? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Excellent. How was dinner, firstly? Have you had Beautiful. a good time? Yeah. First time I've met Paul. Um, First time you met? I didn't yeah, realise yeah. that. I thought you might have met before. No, we've spoken on social media and, oh, yeah, she spoke on the phone a week or two ago, haven't we? Yeah. About some scallops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, not met before. No, just the no. old social media. Love it. That's generally how it works in I, this I industry do, these days. Isn't it? I do think though, when you were at Manor House Castle Coombe, I think I ate there when you were there. Oh yeah, I think. possibly. Yeah, I had my thirtieth there, just a meal. Yeah, it's very nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was nice property, guys. Yeah, so yeah. nine nine years ago. Blimey. Yeah. 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 I'm thirty-nine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know I don't look it. I know I don't look it. Both in our thirties. Yeah. yeah. I'm in my thirties. Yeah. Excellent, love it. Okay, right, tonight's on, uh, on tonight's podcast, we are going to be talking a, bit, a little bit about the future of food and what we can expect in kitchens uh, in the coming years. We're going to talk about a little bit, although I, hent- I sent some hesitancy from Ellie about MasterChef The Professionals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, taking on some of your questions you've sent via the Nightcap Twitter and Instagram pages, and as always, we'll be doing Boiling Point, some cowboy stories and cooking hacks and myths as well. Before we get into it, though, as always, this is a Nightcap, so we are once again sponsored for Series 4 uh, by Guzborn's finest award-winning English sparkling wine. You can visit their website right now, guzborn.com, see which of their very special vintage releases you might like to purchase and enjoy at home. All with free UK delivery as well, no minimum order required. Paul, what we got, mate? So we're back on the um, the still rosé. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big fan of this, um, even though I would never ever choose rosé. I know it's quite why? a cold Why would you, you say that? Just because I love white and I love red and most rosé I just even find a little bit bitter or a bit too bland. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has just got loads of flavour to it. All Pinot Noir. Um, just really nice, good quality. And I was quite surprised I liked it. I mean, I love everything Gusborn do, but mm-hmm. when they bought it me, I thought I might have to say I'm going to like it. I like it. <laughs> just be polite. I'm not very good at being fake. But no, genuinely really fresh, crisp. Oh, I think it's nice that it's 100% Pinot Noir. Mm. I'm not going to pretend I know much about wine here, but it's nice. Yeah, do you yeah. get into that side much at your place? Um, 
Yeah, so Jordan is very knowledgeable. So Jordan's the front of house manager. He is crazy about it. Mm-hmm. He drinks it every night, I swear. He puts a little fucking <laughs> video up or something. But he... Not wrong with that. <laughs> everything with the food, he's like, Ellie, what do you think? And to be fair, it's like nailed to the T, like really? the parent side of it. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't even think of doing something like that. Like wine that you wouldn't even think of. Uh-huh. Like something like I had with the Hispy Cabbage tonight. Like you wouldn't think of putting it together, but it works. Yeah, sure. And I suppose like there's quite a lot of trust actually when you think about the sommelier's role in the kitchen because you're that's not the thing you guys mm. train in. So it's mm. not like a chef that's also doing the what like it's a completely separate thing that has to come together completely. Yeah. It is, almost. and you've gotta you've gotta manage it properly, you've gotta communicate. And I've always been guilty of like right changing a dish on the night. Oh really? That's and me. It, it just, <laughs> and they've gotta completely throw out the window what they've got. And yeah. you have gotta to listen to them and allow them to do their job and since I've been an owner I'll do less of that now because obviously I don't want to stitch them up whereas Mm -hmm. I used to think right let's fucking stitch them up (laughs) (laughs) yeah a different ball game now but yeah now so I'll generally because we're tasting menu only now we've kind of got a dish at least a few days Mm -hmm. away Mm. like there's the earliest so I'll speak to Jack and tell him the flavours so he knows so he's got something in his head if he needs to get something or there's something out the back he's got so we've got a bit of a heads up and then he'll taste it on the day and it just gives him a bit of an opportunity because yeah, yeah. I want him to get hit right for the guests, course, not just yeah. grab something at last minute. Is there? There seems to have been a bit more sort of talk around it, not always just being wine that gets paired these days. Like traditionally, the wine flight, but like some beer, mm. beer tasting nights, yeah. and even cocktail. Like, is that? Do you think that's good for the? I think it's great. Whole? Like we call ours a drinks pairing. Mm-hmm. Like just so if oh, we yeah. do do something different, it's predominantly wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like sometimes, like we put a new beef tartare dish. You had mm. that tonight, didn't yeah. you? On we sometimes we'll serve that with a longhorn because oh, it's nice. like beef fat mayonnaise, um, like beer pickled onions. So just with a really Perfect. nice IPA, it's mm-hmm. lovely. Mm. Do you ever get pushback from people though? Yeah, 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 yeah. You do wine. now and again. In the early days, we used to do some different beers with like some different, like these onion dishes, and some of the older clientele were like, "No, I ordered a wine tasting." <laughs> we got a can, yeah. <laughs> oh, it yeah. just goes all over. Oh, the just the old school Bordeaux drinkers. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Only drink Old World. Yes, <laughs> I can absolutely imagine it. Okay, let's get on to our first subject, Sophie, which is the the future of food. Now, uh, when we're recording this, um, sort of in the in the the middle of, of COP26 and what that represents for the whole world, let alone this industry. But um, I don't really know where to start. I mean, it's so complex, this issue. Oh, I don't want much. to send people to sleep, but it's like, it feels like a really sort of relevant time to be talking about what the future of the industry looks like. So where do you want to start? Is it like literally in the kitchen or the produce? Like where, where do you even begin? I think the key f- for me is, and I don't know if you agree, Ali, like the, it is very complex. But the answer is really simple, mm-hmm. and it's just going back to how things used to be, and just appreciating proper farming methods, mm-hmm. um, so proper animal agriculture that's good for the environment. Yeah. Um, you know, like wiping out. Like we've had this conversation before. Mm. Like um, I know people think I've got a bad opinion of vegans, <laughs> and I don't generally sometimes, <laughs> but. <laughs> depends on the vegan. Yeah, um, depends on the man it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I've said for ages, if we all went on a completely vegan diet, it'd be bad for the planet. If we all went on a red meat diet, bad for the planet. So mm. it's, it's balance. Yeah, bringing yeah. it back to balance, using the right produce, the right right things, eating the right amount, not eating red meat every single day, you know, spreading it about, not eating fish every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was some pretty strict stuff on this thing though about like how, about cutting carbon emissions by 2023 
um, businesses of certain sizes having to promise about how much they'll reduce stuff. Like, will there be kitchens panicking about these things? That come I don't up? know. I mean, <laughs> we we what seem to get hit questions. with everything. <laughs> um, going back to the food, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm really, really lucky to be on the on the south embankment of Dartmouth. We are so close to Brixton Market. Um, I try to source as local as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not every single piece of food can be sourced local, yeah. but all my fish is literally from Brixton, flying fish. My scallops have just started using this guy, and he is fucking incredible. Mm. He's like the only man in the UK to, is he's a free diver, oh, and wow. he catches scallops by like one, like catches a scallop by um, one breath. That's like insane. no tanks so it's all caught by one breath does he always wow. go to the same sort of spot or area um, or no just... so like it's literally hand selected he like no tanks goes down 40 feet that's amazing it's incredible wow. and like I'm one of six restaurants have you been in seeing him do it yeah like I was a... on the boat I was thrown up everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jordan's holding me back and I'm like Jamie take me back and he's like Ellie one more and he's like looking at going down like we went for, um, almost a month ago now and it was like incredible. It was the best day. Like we was ch- chucking, the, getting the scallop, and we was eating it raw, literally. Wow. It was, and it's like this yeah. in your hand. Yeah, and it's like even I like when they come in, I'm like fucking hell, they're, I'm shitting myself. Like Brian's like, chef, can you show me? And I'm like, yeah. And it's just, and I'm like, fuck, fucking feisty. And, <laughs> and I, um, Chris Eden got me into it because he messaged me like, Ellie, these scallops are amazing. Go and have a look. So I had a look, and I was like, they're literally yards from the restaurant it's like incredible oh, and he's a single man he does everything he like the boat takes two hours to go around to buy like tour point he like obviously docks his boat and then goes in that's all the scallops and then literally in this in this like the sea water all the way to the main restaurant and then i'll go down to the step and i get them so literally wow. not even been out of the water for three seconds that's and then they're like straight in and i get them every day is that this is that his full-time thing so he's just started doing it and obviously he's once to be slowly like going into the like reputation, but mm-hmm. he's just, well, he's just, I can say it, but shh, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> but he's just supplying River Restaurant mm. um, for Gordon Ramsay and Nathan wow. Outlaw now. That's, That's incredible. So, How long did he hold his breath for? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I literally, like me and Jordan minutes. on the boat, and I'm like, Jordan, I was panicking. Like, this is not come on. He's fucking dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and Looking and for bubbles. Like, Ellie, calm the fuck down. And I'm like, trying to be not sick, eating a piece of raw scallop, eating lemon. <laughs> oh, the last thing like, if I was feeling I'm like, sick. I'm like, wobbly legs. And Jordan, he was like, Ellie, calm down. It's what he does. And he's like, Ellie. And I'm like, fuck, Jamie, are you all right? He's like, Ellie, I'm fine. A minute. It was like a minute. Wow, and I can't even so... hold my breath for 30 seconds. <laughs> and, and let alone, like, it must be dark when you're going that deep and, like, just oh scary God. as hell. But, like, it doesn't matter what day it is. Like, I'm like, if he's, he's pissing you know, it down with rain, he's, he's still... like, Ellie, I'll get you scallops, even if, like, I need 20, because, you know, we're not a busy restaurant at the moment. Well, we could do 24 lunch and dinner, but we're shutting into the November now, so I don't need. Normally, I have 120 scallops a week, but now I need mm-hmm. about 80. Yeah, so I, like, try and cut them down. He's like, if you want 10, I'll go out for 10. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. That is madness. And they just, some days they just come in with a big, like, orange bucket in the middle of the service, dripping the water around. I'm like, oh, fuck. Mate, there's, like, customers coming in a minute. I'm like, don't say anything. I'm like, and I'm, like, really thankful for it. Yeah. And then he walks back out with his fucking, and then I'm looking at Yara, get the fucking bot bucket out. <laughs> that is class. Was that, just, was that a coincidence that that's just come along? No, it was, like, or? through Chris Eden, basically, giddily. So he messaged me and said, oh, have you, because I used to use flying fish. Now their scallops yeah. are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
these you, you are can't incredible get you can't get fresher and, than that can you you know i'm using them at the moment for other things and you know mm-hmm. what sort of size do they come in um it's down like your end they don't tend to always be as big do they they, they go to medium but at the yeah. moment they're they're large so he oh, sizes okay. them up like the shell um, so obviously, they generally always different sizes around. Yeah. Well, you've, the you've coast. big, big ones, mm-hmm. more but common like, around Orkney and like Scottish yeah. Islands. And right, obviously, yeah. when I was on there, he was like, "Oh, because scallops take up to six years to yeah, grow." Yeah. I know. And like, I have a right. fucking clue. He's like, "Eddie," I was like, "Um, free." And he's like, "No, you're wrong." And I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> not no, stupid. Still scallops, but yeah, incredible. <laughs> and wow. like, he got spider crabs, but obviously, we just put those back in the sea. But. He just is really, it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the most sustainable thing I've, like, I've ever seen. What about your meat suppliers? Are they um, yeah, like so I'm very meat? lucky. Um, I was the first chef to use him. He's really young, but he's actually supplying like a lot of Michelin star restaurants at the moment. Um, Clumpton uh, Curtis Pits. Okay. So um, it's wild fellow deer. Um, yeah. So he does everything. Um, butchers, shoots, he's got his own acres, he oh, does wow. absolutely everything and he delivers to me as well. Oh, that's great. Oh, nice. um, Does he so, send them whole or like Yeah, he brings them in me the, the saddle or like if I knew his eve, if I want shoulder. Um, but he does everything like uh, like partridge or wild pigeon. Oh, um, dream. Yeah, like literally all my game is from him and it's like within five miles. Mm-hmm. And was I, we, I guess you were just focused on quality as much as sustainability when it came to picking those people? And like, when I first came down, I obviously, I just got my head through the door. So we just tried to get ourselves at the ship. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And now, like, in my fourth year, we're looking at the attention to detail with suppliers. And for me, them, I really love having um, a relationship with my suppliers. And I've built that over, like, seven to eight years in my previous places. So, mm-hmm. like, with Johnny, I've known him for years. The amount of fucking funny stories I've had with him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we should just get him on every series. Yeah, yeah. fucking yeah, funny. It's brilliant. Uh, Water Rose, um, like, obviously, with, and the new suppliers, like, my veg, I, like, tend to have, like, a Newton Abbott, um, so it's, like, quite locally grown. And then the micro herbs, I have this guy, and he comes in, and he's he's just starting to do a little business, and mm-hmm. he's in Dartmouth. So, like, I try to support, like as local as possible, basically. Awesome. And ge- generally speaking, it's quite it's quite an easy. If anyone doesn't really know how to be more sustainable, generally speaking, the better quality, the better the sustainability, the yes. better husbandry. They come hand in hand. They do come hand in hand. Yeah. Not every single time, but nine times out of ten, yeah. that's the case. It's like a good healthy by- byproduct, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. So, so has this stuff that's been in the new has it prompted actual conversations, if you don't mind me asking, at your restaurants yeah. with the staff about like, I mean, well, do we need to look at ourselves here? Or what I was, we I was speaking to uh, Tommy Banks about it the other day because there's a thing going round. I don't know if you've heard about it about beef tax. Um, attacks oh, on the, beef that, because of the methane. Uh, yeah, but it, if it's the way it's being proposed, then it's just a really ignorant tax that's just going to be overall Blanket beef. Blanket policy. Yeah, which is just, it's, it could potentially ruin a lot of small, high quality farmers that are doing it the right way. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with it in terms of doing it on intensively reared factory farm. You know, to try and discourage that and try and, you know, move some things away from the supermarket, get them going in the right direction. Yeah. But if they're taxing like properly, if properly reared beef mm-hmm. that is um, you know carbon zero or near carbon zero, then they're doing they're doing the wrong thing. That's what they should be promoting. So it shouldn't be a, a blanket you know beef farming from intensively reared to you know one guy doing that mm. beautiful like our wagyu mm. in suffolk but completely different oh, method yeah, so completely. you can't just put this blanket tax it's over it they're generally talking about the supermarkets then when they're doing these things you think 
I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to know because the legislation isn't out. The tax rules aren't out. But when you read it, it looks like they make it look like it's everything. Mm. So it's hard to know or find out any actual information until it is kind of going to happen, really. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, what about um, like uh, for like in the kitchen up until now? Has there already been changes? Has there been like naturally stuff that you just think, oh, that's just that either the quality's gone down or it's unsustainable? Has there already been like ingredients that have fallen by the wayside over the maybe years? Uh, there is a bit, and you're led by your suppliers, aren't yeah. you? So, like yeah. like using Johnny, he's great with it because he's bass, like sea bass. Like you can't, use, like you can't it. use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. You know. Yeah. Um, so they're on top of you. See, that's why you have that relationship, isn't it? You, you, they, you trust them. But you know, the kind of restaurants and level we are, we're only really one percent, two percent of the industry. Mm-hmm. So our um, impact isn't massive. Like physically, it's a small impact. But you have to, um, you have to sort of lead by example. Sure. Really, if you're getting more focus and more PR, you lead by example that way to try and inspire other styles of restaurants that you know it's all in you know it's in mass catering and in the homes and the supermarkets yeah, yeah us essentially like us being ridiculously sustainable restaurant if we were like the perfect restaurant it wouldn't make a dent at all because yeah, you're so yeah, small yeah, just a, a so yeah it's about trying to lead by example and you know trying sort of set that and set that tone so does it does any like personally or professionally does any does this sort of stuff like does it feel like it affects you or impacts you when you about all the stuff that's come out about farming and the, like? Do you feel like oh, crap or we need to do something or do you just feel like? Yeah, oh, no, I think in the long in I think the future, so. when yeah. You get older as well, yeah. But yeah. right now, like you just got to try and do the best what you can for mm. the restaurant mm. and you know get the best like locally food you can. Yeah. And try and make that you know for the fish example like I have all the. Um, I don't like boxes or any cardboard boxes like that. I get fucking freaked out about it. Oh, really? Like, with all the fish, like, flying fish, it's all polystyrene, but they take it straight back. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't keep holding, like, all the boxes and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And everything comes in, like, Mm -hmm. you know, trays, and I just don't have nothing like that coming through the restaurant. It's, like, all, you know, veggies delivered, you know, straight back. Yeah, we send all of our boxes back. Because it's just annoying. Yeah, Yeah. mainly because we're so small as well. We don't have the bin space. smashing the fucking boxes down, (laughs) and it does wipe me out, and it's like, nope. Take it back. Yeah. And you're like, I'll chase people out the door, like, you forgot <laughs> your boxes. <laughs> what do you mean? You can have a fucking you box. You're not putting them in your bins. Yeah. You're not like, There's so many suppliers, and one of the worst ones is you ever seen, do you remember years ago, the bread crates? They were like burgundy, shallow, yeah, big plastic. Oh, yeah. They used to be left everywhere, and I worked in places years ago. Around the like backs 40 of places, yeah. And they must have been so cheap for bakers to just buy them and fuck them off. Yeah. Like, what? Can't they just reuse them? They and now chefs use thousands. them for fucking garden tools outside, don't they? Just yeah. Like and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I've seen on lockdown. Look at my garden. It's like, fuck me. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, a little bit, so on the future of food, are there like predictions that you have for it? The, it you know? It's hard to say because you've got so many different markets. So you've got like the feed feeding without getting into it too much feeding the world that's just fucking too overpopulated and getting more so Mm. so like how are we going to get protein for these guys is it uh, by following the vegan agenda no is it by lab grown (laughs) Um, (laughs) is it by lab grown meat yeah no that's a good one it's not something I'm against it's not something I'm thinking oh let's use because it'd be great Mm. it's is it sustainable healthy practical to use for the wider population sure 
you know that that's something potential insects is something that's been spoken about for years yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, protein it's, of insects is that just novelty is that no, well it's a delicacy in some countries isn't it uh-huh. like mealworms and things like that um yeah i'm not have a you, fan have not you ever fan. had them in a place that's that you, i've cooked with them just out of curiosity and that what and, happened what was oh, they're horrible they're <laughs> fucking horrible <laughs> what was it what i did was i had um, when i was at tudor mill i had a guy um he was a photographer to at, at uni and he was a waiter with us when he come back, and uh, he was do he had to do a cookbook as part of his like um, uh, final dissertation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it had six pages, and it had to be on this kind of future of food. So he said, "Can we do it together?" And <laughs> so you got some fucking worms in. <laughs> yeah, we did some disgusting shit. Like, did you? Like locust sushi. And oh, oh, it was Connor. awful. His his photography was amazing. Yeah, food yeah. was shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, did he but- pass though? Um, I think so, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but like, I did the recipes for him, and he told me the kind of thing. I let him lead it, and yeah, I've got these like proper locusts in there, massive they are, and just rolled them up like a proper sushi. Rolled them all up, with oh, a big head sticking out. So <laughs> clearly, that, that is grim. so clearly just for the photo. And oh just yeah, to shock and yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. But no, it was, it's something fun. But I tried everything, and there was one, wasn't one thing that was nice nah it doesn't surprise me no um, lastly on the subject of the future of food less down the sustainability route but just in terms of like maybe predictions or whatever are there any either techniques or equipment that you think so every kitchen will have one of those in five years or like are there any like things that like, I don't know everyone seems to be getting like water baths at home don't they yeah and stuff oh, like that, that. No. always it's like the stick me. ones isn't they oh yeah the stick like, ones you go and do dinners, do. you like whack one out and you're like fuck me probably <laughs> yeah like, get that in yeah what's, what's that um, elongated shape vibrating <laughs> thing in your in your handbag <laughs> yeah. there oh right it's a water, water bath okay sorry <laughs> yeah, you're right like even you watch the amateur master chef and all these home cooks are all used to the water there just yeah. throwing stuff in backpacking bags like yeah that was never, never what do we of think it. of the water bath situation um i uh i don't judge anyone using it correctly i think i think they're right we only cook vegetables in it we don't cook any meat or fish just um because i have done a lot in the past but just because that's just the way we like to cook but for me it's about what's the end result like is the end mm. result good mm. um it, it's not totally relevant how it gets there as long as we're not totally de-skilling mm. the industry um, but yeah it's pretty much only veg we cook and I've got one on the pass um, like the meat and fish but it's just a massive spoon pot that's like keeping the spoons above 64 degrees um, nice. and warming purees and things mm. in that's it really yeah, yeah sure. um, but yeah carrots like the carrot cooked in chicken fat the carrots just cooked in mm. there uh-huh. potatoes we cook in there a few of the bits and bobs no I, green veg I guess just why it's so popular is just because it's the ultimate control Consistency. Right. consistency yeah, yeah. consistency That's, yeah but it's about it's like anything like you can you well, probably said it to you before people use it as a lazy oven like yeah, it's just not yeah, going, it's not going to overcook and if you're doing that with it then it's bad but it's not the tool that's the chef it's mm-hmm. bad isn't it I think what, what, what you, do you think do you use it much vegetable like turnip fondants oh, yeah. 85 mm. um, like kohlrabi obviously Fish all on, like we brine our fish, mm. so we cook that in the pan. Yeah. Now, lambs, yeah, I do. Like lamb, uh, venison, we roast. Depends, like pigeon, all the game we cook on the crown. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we use a water bath here and there. Yeah. But if there's big parties in or a function, it's more consistent. Uh, like for yeah. me, I don't want to have a party of 10 and I've got someone there that's fucked up all the meat and I'm just <laughs> sending out shit meat. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, sure. then I'm like, 
well, no one's having a fucking meeting for ten. And it's happened in the past to me, and I'm like, you can fuck off. Yeah. Do you feel like you're sacrificing any of your flavour to take the risk? Well, no, because for me, the flavour is is still there. Like you're not taking anything out of the meat. You do right. And like you know, I cooked something today on the crack on the bone with lamb and for me it didn't take anything away it was absolutely gorgeous it you know it i cooked it correctly i still cooked it on the bone i still carve it off the bone mm-hmm. but obviously right now like a water bath situation like i feel it's everyone does it as a modern way of cooking now sure. and i think you go into every michelin star restaurant everyone's doing it mm-hmm. now whether it's bad or good it's more of the consistency yeah. of would more of consistency of accolades I think is yeah. it one of those things that a purist would go it's not as skilled like it's yeah, not yeah, skilled it's not but most, most purists contradict themselves because they'll still use an oven that you can control to the degree yeah that's a great point so yeah. you know that's just contra- like where do you go as a purist back to just fire yeah 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 and a stick no. it's like what well, yeah some like, rules no. are here some rules yeah. are there yeah, yeah. but I mean I think it all depends on where you've learnt like where have you been um, what kitchen you've worked in and I've been lucky that I've worked in a lot of kitchens you know Simon cooked some things in the water bath some things he didn't Simon Holston yeah, so, yeah and Richard Davies cooked quite a lot in like Rosa and Bayand but then there's some things he did and it's like and then the how is the same so you learn different techniques I think across depending on what the thing depending is depending on what it is like yeah. meat or game and, but, and the majority like, of the time is it finishing the thing you've done in the water bath in a pan again to give it another... I mean, you, 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 generally. Yeah, generally. Yeah. And you're, or you can still put the flavour in the bag with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously there's all these sustainable bags coming out now, pro-cook, and you can't cook mm. them any more than 85 degrees or they explode or something like that. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's a lot more sustainable routes going down that path. Do you, can you surely, it's like a member of staff or like it's ever got where it's just, everyone's just like, yeah, water bath. It's like, right, no, we're putting everything in a water bath now. Yeah, Should been we, that, been can we reel before, it yeah. in a bit? And yeah, do, and that, that's what your role is as the head chef to reel mm. it in because, mm. you know, people will just try and people will always be lazy when then there'll always be blaggers and shortcut takers, <laughs> won't there? So mm. you've got to reel it but, in. I mean, slow cook, like red mullet for instance I've done it in the water bath like last year and it was amazing mm. like with duck of spice and then we blowtorch it now obviously it's not everyone likes a blowtorch but like certain things I do generally really like but yeah. then there's certain things I love a fucking piece of turbot in a pan with butter mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, the traditional way traditional way love it okay cool well, let's move on to our second subject uh, about MyChef professionals I don't think we've actually had anyone have we had anyone in I here? don't think we have no, no yeah. you're our first MyChef professionals fucking get it yeah, yeah. Nice. and so, finalist yeah finalist exactly so we're in it 27 16 17 yeah, 2016 yeah. 16 so like it probably feels a long time ago it now does. but going back to when you like got into the show and sort mm. of got on it was it genuinely so nerve-wracking or did you just take um, it in your strike you sort yeah, of remember how you felt at the time at Lucknum mm-hmm. and I was at home and Hal texted me like Ellie I think you'd be fucking class on telly anyway and I'd be like no chef I don't I'd say just anyway you never know and I was like oh, all right <laughs> so I it took me me and my mate t- literally six hours before the fucking foreman because like oh <laughs> what do a menu um like hobbies like yeah. where you live it's just like random stuff if your great grandma was alive yeah. which what dish would she have um, loved to have been then I, I put the I put the form in and then a day later I got a phone call hi um, 
we like got your details we'd love to have a zoom call and i was like i said text wow. i was like fucking hell that's soon yeah, yeah and literally i was i put my interview uh, put my application in a day before that it was finished oh wow yeah and then i did a zoom call and then she, the next day she was like oh we want a menu off you so i was like okay where put the menu in where from your work and do another free course menu so i was like put that in and then within two days i got on the show it was wow, literally so quick no way. and so that you told you were going to be on the yeah, show yeah so and like with emails and like send in this is photos and you know send us a bit about you because normally the process is um going for an interview in bristol or right. having like a few zoom calls so like the producers can see you what you're naturally like on telly or mm -hmm. the camera yeah and i didn't go through any of that wow which, interesting like, only because i applied really really late mm -hmm. and then I got an email saying, right, your filming starts next week. And I was like, what the fuck? Bloody oh hell, gosh. you were a last minute like, edition. So within, you were a last like, minute edition. Chef, I'm off next Thursday, by the way. And he was like, oh my God. Like, so <laughs> yeah, it was your London. idea, remember? Um, I reckon, from what, so you, close. from what you've said there, though, I reckon it's one of those cases where... Like, you, for me, I you felt like there was somebody bad. already in the show and they thought, fucking hell, Ellie's here. I Let's boot him off. Yeah. That's how I felt. That's, like, that's what it sounds like. Um, so I got on and then, yeah, so I was shitting myself, walking in, and then I had to do pastry tart. So was that the skills test? Skills test, So yeah. And was that, because people have said in the past that they try and set it up so that's literally one of the first times you're, t you're actually in front of, of Monica Yeah, it's the first time, so... So you never see them even just hanging out behind no, the cameras? No, you don't see no one. So you wow. get this little ball, like this like a bag and you pick the golf ball and they're like whatever number you are so obviously I think it's like four or five chefs you pick it and then you're sat in a room and it's like right so I was like number f five or something right you're fifth going in so then everyone so it's all fair like you know and then between Monica and Marcus's one it's like whatever um, skills test you're going to get so a week before I was like chef fuck me going to the butchers went butchers went fish like I went to all these places to Did like you? try and like do a rabbit, like try and do all these things, like trotters, <laughs> like all these things that I thought I'm gonna get fucking nailed on. <laughs> yeah. And then didn't do any pastry at all because I thought there's no way. It's yeah, like, classic. Oh, tart. And I was like, um, and then I walk in and I was like really nervous. I, but, I, I watched that whole series, but I, I haven't rewatched it since, so I can't remember. How did yeah. the skill test go? Yeah, you? smashed it. Did you? Uh, but <laughs> right. I was like really shaky, and Monica well, yeah. was like, "Don't fuck it up." I was like, "Why oh, she's swearing at me?" Like I really just walked in. <laughs> but that was um, yeah, so and then it was the signature, I think, and I got ten for that. Amazing. But throughout the whole competition, like it was really nerve wracking. Was it for how like between obviously episodes? It's a week for everyone at home, but like was it was it a challenge a day? Was it every two I days? Mean, were you going home for a bit? Like how? What was the whole? It's the unknown. So just say I was walking in on the skills. Like so, I got through signature round. And I was like, yeah, and then you have two days off. Then you're back in again. So I was pretty much off work at Luckham for four months. Bloody and hell! And Hal yeah. was like so supportive. That's he was great, just like because yeah. like <laughs> Thank you can't God. sleep. You can't sleep. You're like constantly like. The pressure headaches, like I was like drinking or not drinking alcohol, but like you just constantly can't eat, like because you're worried about what you're gonna cook. Mm -hmm. um, and the filming like starts early, like as you all know, it's like quite full on long days. Yeah, because they're doing around. twenty cuts of every dish. Yeah, and, like yeah. when it's eight eight of you, it takes all day. And you're oh, standing yeah. there and you're like, fucking hell, like <laughs> just say what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's surely got to be quite cold by the time they're getting around to eating. Yeah, yeah, it. it's cold. Yeah, yeah. But I've heard the thing is, crazy, obviously yeah. Monica and Marcus are going around and they're trying things and if the, your sauce is ticking over, they're like, oh, can I have a taste? And they know what it tastes like. Like, like obviously we're all chefs, but mm. they can taste it hot. 
and they know what it tastes like, or Monica would come around and be like, oh, let me have a sliver of this. Or if I've got something ah. there, like I'll, she'll have a little nib of it when it's like mm. hot, ready. And, and she'll and be nice. trying, and she'll be game facing throughout yeah, that. Yeah, but she's so supportive. Oh, like, that's nice. Like I get along with Monica now, like really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've only I've met her once or twice, but like, I hardly really know. Well. She seems that way. Yeah, you get that impression. Did you ever? Did the nerves disappear after like four, five? Because um, so many. By the time you got to the final, you must have been like twenty episodes. Like, so yeah. It must be... I mean, there was a few gaps here and there because obviously there's a lot of rounds, isn't there? Mm. Of course. But I think what was more was cooking for the fair chefs. Ah, uh, the chef's yeah. table episode. Yeah, who so, was in the room that day? I mean, it's, it's often the same sorts of people every year, isn't the it? Big but, dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know where to look, like, do you? Like, oh, fuck. Was you not there? No, I've been invited several times, but every Sorry time I haven't there. been able to make it. Um, um, yeah, Michael Keynes, oh, uh, Paul Wainsworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, Clifford, uh, Phil Howard, loads of, like, two stars. Was there yes. anyone in the room you were most nervous about finding Fucking out there? Fucking one of them, really. Because you're standing there like a right pleb. <laughs> like and you were thinking, what are they gonna say? But yeah, um, you got well five hours. Yeah, and I did a brill ravioli, roasted scallop with some sauce and some caviar and stuff like that. But, and it went well. Yeah, it went really well. But like, <laughs> I burnt myself a few times and probably was really spotty because I was like stressed. <laughs> and then like Marcus is coming around. He's like, you alright? And it's just like, oh wow. Oh. When you, by the time it gets to the final, you obviously at some point I can't remember where, when it is exactly, but you go on a big you get trip. You to memo, yeah. Oh, so that's where. <sighs> what What was it like? Um, it was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I, it was amazing, but there were so many chefs just like doing one thing. It's like there could be four of us now just trying to put a candle on. Right. And like for me, that yeah. is like not my. It's overstaffed, like, in yeah, your like, opinion. I like being in the shit and working. And if I've got an extra chef, fair play. Like, I like that. <laughs> but like, I felt there was like six of us all around, and it's an amazing experience. And the food, like, was very. F- the culture is like fermenting because obviously they can't get fresh ingredients in the winter. So they ferment everything in the summer. Mm-hmm. The fish out there is. I've never seen razor clams like it. Clams are like. Too like this, they're wow. like massive, yeah. and even like they're like, oh, you know, and it's all like very Norwegian style cuisine, and it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's flavors I've never tried before. And it's I'm just the kitchen environment, it's just, just like, uh, yeah, the <laughs> kitchen environment and the, f- the fermenting, like it was like overwhelming, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something so, did that impact your enjoyment of the dishes that you were making, um, or not really? No, it's just like, because, like, you're standing there for three hours and you're just doing the same onion, like that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you and he's like, like you. Ellie, you're doing very well. And I was like, yeah. But it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> was Jordan oh, there when you were there? Jordan, Jordan yeah. No, from... but I worked with Jordan before at the Oh, elephant. you worked with him at the elephant. Oh. So I think he texted me saying, oh, I'm no coming over, but I was gutted that I didn't see him. But there was a, um, a ginger guy called Al and he was Irish. Amazing, really mm. nice guy. And then there was a guy that just took head chef in back over here now, and he was sous chef out of there. Oh, but okay. there was like 20 people in the room. And this one guy was just putting muscles together like this for like four hours. And I was thinking, poor sod. Yeah, like, I wow. But the food, I'm not saying, the food was phenomenal, like, cause you had to cook scallops and I've never cooked scallops, like how he does it in the shell and yeah. steam them. Like I thought, fuck me, that's amazing. But for me, like, working there I just wouldn't enjoy it because mm-hmm. yeah. I'd be bored makes sense yeah who was who in the final with you I'm oh, trying to remember fucking Gary <laughs> Gary the teacher yeah. oh yeah and <laughs> Matt 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 the tall one with the beard ah right yeah yeah, yeah. 
And how was the final day? The final, um, you're doing the three courses and the, what was that all like? Was that? Yeah, good. Um, I think Gary really took the the whole going to Memo and the Norwegian and everything. Like he really, it took him and it, he basically brought it back and that's what he done, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Where, Did you get a sense of that when you were out there that he yeah. was lapping this up? Oh he was yeah, he's like, like he was loving it, loving it. And obviously you've got all this fresh fish, and and he was doing razor clams, and then I did a roasted scallop yeah. um, with uh, burnt butter and um, bronze fennel and some like all these pickling things that he had. Mm -hmm. And he did like razor clam, fresh this, this, and it's pretty much like. And then Matt did like beat with a mackerel or something, but Gary pretty much did like what he showed us sort of thing. Got it. Where obviously that's inspiration, but you're there to do your food really. Mm -hmm. So I just did, and he loved it, but he's like, oh, I don't like fennel. And I was like, well, thinking you gave it to me. Yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah, good what point. I have to choose from for the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's personal but, taste. Um, yeah, amazing experience. And obviously I've never been to Norway before. Mm -hmm. And you know, the coastline, like, the foraging and the whole like we went to the farm that they get all their stuff from it's amazing mm -hmm. amazing that's awesome but just working there or something like that is, is not for me sure when really. by the time you got to the final then was it a case of you genuinely were just happy to like just get to like the end or did you feel gutted to not win? i mean i was i won't say i was pissed off that i didn't win because i put so much hard work in and then there was like comments on the side of it to me i'm not gonna say like from someone mm. and it was like really Right. Um, but, you know, it's all about, I think Gary won, like obviously his food was amazing, but he won through the fact that someone starts on a competition like a bit off their feet. Yeah, sure. And it's, it's, it's a story. It's you're a story about narrative. Through. He had the narrative. Growth, and like yeah, when yeah, you're going right. through to the final, it's like, fucking hell, Gary's amazing. Yeah, it's like he's and come like, from here and he's got he's to a here. teacher, so it's really inspired a lot of people. It's inspired mm. young people people he's like mm -hmm. he's a teacher so he there's loads of people that he was teaching like obviously young people in the industry like course, that's yeah. what he they looked up to and it's like oh my teacher's on telly and blah blah mm -hmm. and he's done really really well from it like books and all this jazz yeah, yeah. where like i just went straight back into full-time fucking job yeah yeah sure and but did you expect it, what was it like after it had aired or during like oh, amazing. Did, was it like, more than you ever anticipated the yeah, reaction the things and the that i got from it was fantastic mm -hmm. like almost like Marcus said, he said, Ellie, you're the real winner because you'll get more out of this. And I have really, because it's progressed me to getting, doing GBM for instance, mm -hmm. um, doing yeah. loads of other things and new projects that I'm working on now. It's like, I've been asked to do a lot more things due yeah. to, even though it's five years ago, but then I did it again in 2018 through the Angel. Oh yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. So when Monica came down and you'd like had a rematch and I still fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> Class. I did. Yeah. Claire won. Fuck's sake. Bitch. Fuck's yeah. sake. Fuck's sake. Um, did, it, did it ever feel overwhelming post MasterChef oh, Professionals? Um, or was it a bit like. Uh, yeah, I think oh, it was full on because um, at the time I was having like a lot of trolls messaging me, like oh, quite really? nasty stuff. Bloody it's hell. fucking sad. And like it? about sad. my appearance and my weight. And I got quite upset about it. And how was like, give me that fucking Twitter name. And Fuck. my head, Dean Resco was like, who is it? And I was like, no. And like, they took my phone away like a bit. And my boyfriend at the time was like, don't fucking read it. But what do you do? You go read it, don't you? Because mm. you just want to know what the fuck is said. Oh, but yeah, shit. I got like quite trolled. And obviously there's a time with my chef where they're like, oh, you know, 
you sort of might need to experience they, they warn it. You, you that. may get yeah, yeah. this and please don't reply. But obviously, as we're all chefs, what do we do? We fucking reply. Yeah, I replied to yeah. once, like fuck off on Twitter, and it's. And then I thought, no, I'm actually better than this. I can't mm-hmm. keep replying that. Absolutely. I did it once. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that because that sounds so shit. But like, mm. did you ever? Did, was it like? Did, did it ever get as bad that you thought this isn't worth me? I wish um, I hadn't gone on it. No. Or not really. Well, I, I got upset because it was like about my teeth because I had a black dot in my fucking teeth and they was like, oh, you can't brush your teeth and I'm like, fuck off, mate. Jesus. Like, seriously, you fucking idiot. Wow. But. There, it's a computer, isn't it? It's like yeah. trolls and... Mm-hmm. We did it, so well not to engage in it. That's yeah. the, that's oh, the yeah. hardest the thing. The restraint to not, I like... Think it's, the more you do, like, TV appearances, the more you need to know that you're going to get that. Because yeah. it is... You were on fucking national television. Yeah. And people are watching you. Like, whether you're a shit-hot chef or not a sh- good chef, you're going to get slated either way. Absolutely. Just being on Whether TV. you got a fucking 10 or not, yeah. you're going to get some person calling you fucking fat or some shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. it's, it's crazy that's the world we're living, but you're right. you just got to sort it's, of like... Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. worse. See it for what it is. Really? Did that... Did all of that experience feel like it's prepared you for GBM? And, and obviously it's a very different show and all those um, sorts of things, but what, how have you found your first experience? I think I've grown experience? up more to understand that I don't fucking care what people think mm-hmm. now, if that makes sense. I care yeah. about my food mm-hmm. and what I put on a plate and hopefully I get judged on that. Um, but with GBM, it's different. Like you're cooking to a brief. My first year, like I was fucking nervous as hell because like you've got you watch I've been watching that show since a young age like watching like Daniel Clifford with the chicken and the egg like that's oh, what he beat, he beat me with that fucking hell cheers yeah do you know what that was that was the look of oh you're that fucking old I didn't even know oh you're that guy you're not a big dog (laughs) do you know what it's funny I was just thinking that though because all of those episodes of Paul's series so it's 2012 they've been put on Amazon so you can watch them and I re-watched some and it was so funny because there was obviously still some stuff that's just like wow but then also maybe either some techniques or or presentation where it's like Whoa! In just nine years, where the world is now, mm. yeah, yeah. do you, do already you think back to even 2016? Is there already bits where you go, "Oh my god, I'd never do that now." Well, I watched a series the other day of the MasterChef, and it was like skill set, sausage and mash. And I was like, oh, don't fucking mash. <laughs> but yeah, but they couldn't even yeah. fucking manage it. And then one of them was like, <laughs> it was this, "Dog shit." Yeah. yeah, I was like, "You need to colour the sausages with a bit of brown pepper," and I was like. Yeah, but yeah. the, the potatoes were cooked. Like the potatoes were cooked for yeah. them. I know that was that was. So like, and one of them, he just stirred them in a pan. I'm like, mate, <laughs> like no disrespect, but don't go on the show. No, like, but don't. for me, like that was the one thing I wouldn't have gone on the show unless I was eighty percent sure that I could have been given something. I'd, I knew that I could do it. At least try and attempt to do it. Of course, but th- yeah. That's like, the thing. Me, there's gonna be things that you oh, should absolutely know no. how to cook it's like, like monkfish you should know how to fillet a fucking monkfish yes. it's one of the easiest fish you should know how to make sausage and mash you should know how to do some a rogue things will be thrown at you and understand I remember watching it um, a few years ago and there was a random one of boning out an oxtail I've never seen anyone ever bone out an oxtail wow. and well, the, the nature yeah. of it it's a real knobbly fucking, fucking thing, thing yeah. and bone it out and stuff it and I was like yeah, most people would be a bit stuck with that um, and not pierce any holes in it sure but the, the vast majority if if you don't know how to do those kind of things, don't shouldn't, go on. Don't go on. Yeah. Shouldn't be no. there. Yeah. Like, they call it MasterChef Professionals for a reason. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So lastly, did you feel like the tart was actually bob on? Like a, that well, when is... When I walked in, 
Yeah, so, no, but did you think, like, this is, uh, like, in hindsight, was it like, yeah, that is a good skills well, test? to be fair, like, you're walking in, she's like, right, I want a frangipan tart, please. But there was no ingredients to make a frangipan tart. So it's like, so you've got your nuts there, you've got your eggs there, everything's weighed out in your tarts there, so you can put, what, and I want a white chocolate creme glaze. So, right, so I was thinking, there's nothing there. So I was like, immediately thought, you bleach your pistachio nuts to make an oil to make the paste, mm. then add your butter. So I was thinking, fuck, okay, I'll try this. So I was there and she was like, yeah, that's correct. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, checking it in. I was, just, I was like putting the str- raspberry, like, and I just did, like, I just kept clean. And yeah, yeah, yeah. even if I was in the shit at all times, I just like always was clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that helped me because even if you, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just mm-hmm. was like clean. Cause I remember like getting through one stage and there was this kid behind me and Marcus was like, mate, you just prep raw chicken on that board and you're fucking slicing cooked chicken on it. Mm-hmm. And I went like this and I'm like, oh, mate, fuck me, I've got to eat that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking, my God, how the fuck have you got through this? And then yeah. they're like, and then obviously there was like eight of us and then they're like, so Ellie, you know, this is this. And then everyone comes over and was like, fucking course Ellie, smash it. Look at her side, it's clean. I was like, yeah, well, take a fucking note. Yeah, like, wow, is, interesting. Was, yeah, it is. That like, is interesting. But you've got such a small side, like, mm. you've got nowhere to work. But on the TV, they very rarely, they do sometimes men, make reference to it on the TV, but very rarely. But it sounds like it's a massive part, especially, I suppose, especially to Marcus and Monica, they're going to really care about that stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's, you're on, like, wooden boards sometimes, so obviously, like, but there's no space, but that's just common knowledge. Like, mm-hmm. use a fucking different board yeah of course and yeah. you just prepped it and now you're cooking your chicken and you're expecting two judges to eat it like they're not going to eat it <laughs> of course not and nor is anyone else <laughs> unless you know no. but that's and you're 30 and you're head chef and you're all your team's watching you like that's embarrassing that for is me. bad that is bad but obviously you can accept a little bit for nerves and being oh, yeah, in the cameras and stuff f- but as a chef mm. like then they have stages of that competition for a reason skills test everyone to see your know. ability like yeah. and you should be a be able to work under pressure. You should be able to adapt when you're thrown in like you with ingredients that were slight, slightly different for a frangipan. Mm-hmm. But that, if that fucked a chef's head up, they shouldn't be on it, no, should yeah, they? If, right. they sure. if it makes them spin out, uh, you should be able to adapt, work clean, work under pressure, and just be able to cook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, last one on this. Any of your team or any like people that think, oh, I might go on the show, have you been, would you, rec- would you recommend it to, I mean, to people to do? I've got a guy in the kitchen now, and when I first started, he, so when I first started, the kitchen was different. Like, um, the food was different. Obviously, there was a guy called there called Jody, and he was doing fantastic. He left due to other reasons with the management, mm-hmm. but they didn't know anything like of my style or my food. And it took me like it took me a good six months to like train them all really. Like, and it was a small team. Yeah. I think they fucking hated me at the beginning because <laughs> it was like wash the floor three times, but I can do this three times. Like wow. on. Well, my head pastry chef at the time, on his birthday, my first day, I made him drag the whole fucking dry sauce out. Didn't know it was his birthday and he's probably fucking like, ginger this, ginger that. And I'm like, fucking didn't have a... And I'm like, right, we're cleaning this, label everything. And they're looking at me like I'm a right cunt. Like, fucking changing the whole of the kitchen. That's so funny. But they're fucking amazing. Uh Like, they're such a young team. And obviously with what we've been through this year, which has been very tough, because actually my head pastry chef died in July. Oh my God, sorry to yeah, hear that. Yeah, it's cancer. So it's been proper, sh- like, tough year. Mm, I bet. Especially the summer as well. So, like, but they've really, we just gel. It's like a family. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, 22, 23. Now this guy, Brandon, he's like, 
just fucking smashing it. And I'm like, it's really, really good to see because like with young people now, it's like sometimes you just need the good mentor. I'm not saying I'm, I'm great. No, sure, definitely. But like Everyone coming might. from zero to like four years, you can see like, I'm obviously not here this week mm-hmm. and the kitchen runs exactly how I want it without me being there or I'm with there. Yeah. And like the first few years, I wouldn't even leave the kitchen for a week because mm-hmm. I'm like, nope. Yeah, yeah. And I was so strict and they'd be like, oh, you know, it's all right. I'm like, no. And like, you know, they've got table of ones in this week and mm-hmm. it's just like, that's a big thing for me to like, no, you're okay. Yeah, sure. Even though I message them each day, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't send me anything today. Set up an Alexa on? with a camera in the corner. Yeah, just, but... does, that, does that all sound familiar to you? Yeah, oh God, when you, yeah, you know? yeah. Especially like my first head chef position. Yeah. I was... I was 27 well, so I was you would have been yeah. yeah yeah so it's quite young and you just you're just learning along the way my my boiling point today actually links to that oh, mate but, hey yeah. we can segue if you want to segue we can segue no no we'll, we'll wait we'll yeah. wait yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll wait till story time yeah. 26 and you've come from other kitchens like you're strict aren't you at the beginning you're like mm. yeah fucking no 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 but now I've I'm more relaxed I'm like cool. not cool I wouldn't say that but I mean like I don't really shout like I'll just services like we have loads of customers saying oh what, you, you don't talk it's like you don't talk I'm like no we do talk <laughs> like they're like you're so relaxed it's like you're cool I was like well no I said fuck me if they do something wrong I'll shout don't worry <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but they're just everyone knows what they're doing that's yeah. the thing it's just like because the teams fucking, work together they sort of know yeah. their role and it's just, like yeah. you know they know what they're doing if they didn't we have a fucking problem but mm. you know <laughs> Yeah. Except Jordan sometimes, bless him. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> if I can hate me for that. <laughs> Do you um uh, like obviously around like rosettes and stars and all that sort of stuff? Is that stuff that you obviously everyone in the industry cares about it? But do you ever like set the team a goal with that sort of stuff, or um, is it just about just keeping on improving every day? Or like I won't lie, when I first started, there was something I wanna, I was gunning every fucking day. This is what I want, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. But now going into it, for me. It's not about that every day. It's about keeping your team together, managing them well, and cooking to the best of your ability. And bums on seats is the most important thing because that's the most successful restaurant. And this year, I've been the most successful the Angel's ever been. Like, we've made profit every month. That's great. Due to, obviously, loyal customers coming to us, but due to the team, like, fucking coming in every day. Like, so it's a credit to them, really. Yeah. But... I just like to do what I think is best for the team and I feel the menu works really well um, and I just to put my own little twist on it but obviously having a successful restaurant is the main thing for me yeah. but we are gaining accolades which is really great um, obviously we got two rosettes for three years mm-hmm. coming into fourth um, we just won best uh, fine dining restaurant in Devon like, we've a few things like uh-huh. But yeah. And do, do you do the team celebrate all those things? Like go like you know. Um, just, yeah, it? like we've when we got our first mission play, we do like I tend. This sounds really weird, but I don't really like to drink. And I don't like them to see me pissed. Like I don't really yeah, want to yeah. go out with them. Mm. And if I do, like Paul doesn't share that philosophy. I don't. Know. No, <laughs> but like I have right once, states. and it was like I'm like nah, and I'm drunk and like they're seeing me and it's just I'm on the. Nah. And it's like, the next day, Brian's like, "Chef, I see you on the table." I was like, "No, nah, nah that's not I'm like, that wasn't so." Nah. But 
Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, but we tend to do like things like, it's my 30th this year, so we're going to Paco Tapas because it's my fucking best oh, restaurant. Yeah, I love amazing. it. I love the vibe. I love the food. I love getting fucking smashed in there and like no one knows you, but except they do know me there. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going there for my 30th of the team, so hopefully oh, that will be a good we, we, got, we got one of those boxes during lockdown. It I just think it's incredible. Best. Like yeah, yeah. the food you're cooking every day, it's not what I want to eat eat when I go out like I love the Mariners mm-hmm. oh Mariners is great I'm going there song, next yeah. week um, oh really Amazing. yeah St. Enadoc for Michael Wignall's guest chef night oh nice for my 30th like oh, I'm having dream. a few like I'm having a few 30th nights oh really. yeah spread but it out Milk even though it's it. not till yeah. December but obviously <laughs> yeah. you know you, you're working on your birthday because mm. it's a shit fucking day it's the 23rd so yeah. we're celebrating it way beforehand nice love that but, but in terms of like you're focusing the restaurant you've got the right idea you're not focusing on the accolades because that's where it goes wrong you've like in this what we did here and it's the way most chefs are successful it's you focus on the food the team the bums on seats and everything else will come yeah exactly and obviously for me through lockdown I was just like shitting myself thinking I'm gonna get my boss or someone going right I'm really sorry but she's gonna have to go or she's gonna have to go and it happened once and I was furious and I kicked off I was like nope so at the time before like when Craig was there me and Craig sat down and was like right we'll take, we take some money off our wages to keep this person. Because I was like, I can't sack someone. Like, yeah. I couldn't wow. do it. That's amazing. So, like, I just to keep this person, and even though she's not with me anymore, but I was so determined, and Craig's the same. Like, we just, I couldn't do it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm too soft, to be fair. Which That's I not know soft. That. No, That's I know. It's admirable. Like, I think lots, yeah. of, lots of people then in the it got into, like, that. And I just, so I said, look, I'll prove you. Give, and this was, like, first of lockdown now. Obviously, I think not anyone was really making money. It was a fucking hard time, wasn't it? Yeah. First yeah. lot of lockdown. And he was, I said, look, just let me prove you a month. And I know that it will work. And I fucking proved him wrong, mm-hmm. which I love proving people wrong, yeah, to be yeah. fair. That's a good motivation. But obviously, yeah. she was being able to retain. Now, to this day, she doesn't fucking know that. Mm-hmm. Well, she does now. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely downloaded. Yeah, she so. fucking will. But yeah, like, I just know staff do mean a lot. Obviously, I do have my off days sometimes. Like, we all have our off days. Of course. And I'm like, oh, all right, sorry, guys. I'll be all right tomorrow. Just <laughs> yeah. get me a fucking coffee. <laughs> but, yeah, Love like, it. they do mean the world to me, to be fair. Amazing. Okay, this is great. Um, let's uh, let's do story time then. Okay. Shall we? Should we move on to boiling points? So this is where both Paul and Ellie will tell us of the real heat of the kitchen. We want the stories of when you've lost your shit or someone's lost your shit on you. What's going on? Who wants to go first? Shall I go first? Yeah, you go. Ooh, I'm looking forward to yours. I guess yeah. never volunteers okay, so to go first, so let's do it. No names mentioned except Jordan because he was actually there. To <laughs> okay, tell, tell us the names. I feel like we need to get Jordan on a podcast. He's fucking he's funny. If he sat there playing Pokemon with a yeah. fucking <laughs> elephant, or if we do an impression, his nickname for us is Wookie because he, he yeah. does uh, Chewbacca impressions. But to be fair, he thinks he can speak legend. Chewbacca. Yeah, <laughs> they all sound the, the same yeah. though. Every word sounds the same. Um... Okay, so last year was my first day back from GBM, mm-hmm. and it was on like a Wednesday night or something. And you know, it's like you're fucking tired, you know, getting in, blah, blah, so getting in service. We had like, we were at a fully booked restaurant, um, and there was a full team in. Jordan said at like six, oh, a table of four is cancelled, and I'm like, oh, all right, no worries. He's like, oh, if you fill it, we fill it. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, doing the middle of service, it's like fucking tasting all this alcohol. You know what it's like, fucking check on. <laughs> and then this man comes in. The, the man comes at the door, 
And then Jordan comes, Ellie, there's a table of one. Can we take him? I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, okay. Now, I'm at the pass. It's an open pass. So for me, I can see everyone. I see what, like, if they're eating, I can tell if they like it. It's like, I can see everything, what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, he's walking in, he's got this fucking weird t sh- like, shirt on. Now, I don't judge a bit by his cover, but me and Craig was like, fuck me, he's a bit weird. Like, <laughs> right. Like, okay. what the fuck's going on with him? He had loads of fucking bags, like, loads Those of bags. bags. Like, bags? Yeah, and we're like, where the fuck's he staying? Well, like, carrier like, bags. Carrier bags, like, like, clothes or something. But he had this, like, weird fucking shirt on, and I'm... Anyway, at the time, he was in the shit for front of house. So my little sister, well, she's she was 17 at the past time, and she was helping us doing waitressing just fucking because we was in the shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he sits down, he's like, um, check on, one scallop, one well done duck. And we're like, oh, fucking I'll get the fucking duck in. Fucking go, well done duck. <laughs> anyway, so we're all like fucking like, we, we know he's a knob already because he's ordered a well done duck. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> it's half an, hour, uh, yeah. half an hour later, and... Jordan, like, he's obviously my sister goes over and gives him bread. Jordan comes to run to the back, hey, hey, Craig, Craig, I need you, I need you. And I was like, mate, what the fuck's going on? We're in the middle of service now, it better be fucking good. Like, what, you're supposed to be out there? Like, as you do, chef, front of mm. house, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, Ellie, this is serious, this is serious. So I was like, what, what? He's like, Ellie, Ellie. I was like, what? He's like, the man on table eight, he's wanking. What? I said, what? He said, the man on table eight, is, I said, off, the mate. food was that good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, are you fucking joking? He went, oh Ellie, God. Craig. So Craig's like, Craig was really tall. Fuck. And I'm fucking short ass. And I'm like looking at, <laughs> me and Craig are looking at each other like, fuck no. What? And I remember Craig looking at me like, fucking giggling like, like this. So I go to the pass and like my sister's about to give him the scallops. And I know for a fact my dad's gonna be on the phone giving me shit in a oh minute. Oh my god. And my sister comes back to the pass like, Ellie, I need a word. I said, get to the back now. Get to the back. <laughs> so I go, Craig, and Craig's like round the corner, he's like, fuck me, smashing one out. And he's like under the table, smashing one out under the in the restaurant. What? Oh my and god. Jordan, yeah. I'm like, Jordan, get out of the fucking restaurant now. Like, and there was a young couple next to him. We had a full fucking restaurant. Oh and like, my god. everyone, so shit's hitting the fan. I'm like, check on scallops. I'm like, I've lost my fucking mojo on the past. <laughs> and then I've got all these, and then I've got Brandon in the corner going, Chef, I don't see the problem. Why is he wankered? I said, what? No, he's not wankered, Brandon. He's wankered. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so I've got all, and then I've got Fionn asking me, what's going on? I'm like, Fee, just concentrate, like, fucking oh everyone just... God. So then Jordan goes over there, and Jordan's like, I said, Jordan, fucking deal with it. <laughs> so Jordan goes over, and he's like, bless us, little what Jordan, he's quite awkward. Like, yeah. yeah, I couldn't and imagine I'm, him doing <laughs> <laughs> it. He didn't do his wookie. So, so, like, do, do you want a hand? Like, so obviously, I'm, I'm looking, and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't want to see his fucking sausage in a minute or something. <laughs> so like, he obviously puts his fucking thing back in, stands up, Puts, zips his fucking trousers up, grabs his fucking bags, walks out the door. So he's obviously, I said, Jordan. So jo- and Jordan's not said anything. No, Jordan just... said to him, you need to leave the restaurant oh, now. Okay. Leave yeah. now. And I said, fuck the money, Jordan. Get him fucking out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want Southwest chef, uh, sorry, Southwest fucking GBM chefs fucking letting someone wank in my restaurant. <laughs> that was the last thing I needed. This so basically he's walking out mental. and then obviously because of COVID and we still do now, we had like hand sanitizer on the side and it's like this. With hand sanitizer. Oh, and me and Craig's yeah. looking at each other like, you've just fucking wanked in my restaurant and now you're using hand sanitizer. Wow. So he grabs wow. his bags and we leave. And then everyone's in the restaurant like, 
looking around. Now, the only one table I've seen it was the girl next to her, and she was a young couple, and she was fucking pissing herself laughing. <laughs> I felt humiliated. I said, Jordan, give her a fucking bottle of wine, whatever it fucking takes. Yeah. So I walked over, and I said, um, and I said, oh, hi, guys. <laughs> I was just like, Sorry about and that. I looked, and she went, do you know what? We thought it was hilarious. I said, look, this will never happen. Ever happens <laughs> in our restaurant. This isn't I a weekly like, occurrence. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that we tolerate, but... You know, I'm just, and they just, I just didn't know what to fucking say. Like I, felt like I didn't want a trip advisor review of someone wanking in my restaurant. I didn't want anything coming yeah. like a newspaper. Oh, do Because yeah. I thought him was like, fuck it, what? I said, forget about it. But the next day, like, it's quite serious because this man has, like, been bad in New Key and did something to someone. So obviously, Jordan's got to go. So it's oh, funny Christ. about it now, oh. but at the time, it was just like, Jordan had to like, go to the police and things like that. Fuck. So you like, could have fucked up my whole reputation of being for like, two years by this yeah. old man jerking. And because it would have become that joke, joke of a yeah, place, like, everyone, oh, that, the angel, that's you know, where you go and for I didn't want yeah. But you're right. Like at the time, especially like your way well, of dealing. God uh, fucking smacked. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you, and you, the you should... service was fucked. I'm like, oh my god, what do we go on now? And everyone's looking at me, and I'm like, thinking, fuck me, like, what the fuck do we do? I know. You it clearly was... just didn't give them enough sauce. No, like, surely. <laughs> well, no fucking butter. <laughs> and then my, I said, and then my sister's like, yes, you can come out now. <laughs> like, oh my and god. I'm like telling my dad, and my dad's like, Ellie, what the fuck are you? Joking me, he's like, Jesse better not see that. I'm like, Dad, she's 17, you gotta fucking understand. She's probably seen something by now. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, I love well, that. I've, I'm 39, I've never seen anyone wank in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. But yeah, Jordan wouldn't have liked me to say that, but it's true. Wow, and wow. right you've now, it's fucking funny. That's, but at I mean, the time, you've, got, you've got to laugh, but yeah, like, none like of you say, us it's so it's serious. So it's, it's, a criminal, it's a criminal effect. Well, yes. it is, none of us like, were expecting you to say that. Oh, you've, you've Done a, you've smashed it, Ellie, yeah. with that okay. story. That's that amazing. Well, yeah, my, my stories are just going to Unless this involves wanking it. in a restaurant. It's just I might pay. add it. <laughs> yeah. I might add a finger up the bum just to what the ante. A poke bomb wank. Poke bomb wank. Yeah, I'll take your wank <laughs> and I'll raise you a Pokemon <laughs> wank. And I'll give you a glass of wine on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Okay. Go on then, um, Yeah, my, um, when I started at Tudnoy, this links in very much with what Ellie was saying oh, really? earlier. Like, oh, yeah, earlier. Not, right. not, 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 not that, that. Yeah. Um, Like, when you are taking over as a head chef, especially young, it's, you've got you've to make a mark. And you, you feel like you're, you, you're up against it time limit-wise. Like, mm. You can't go in, ease in, and then, you know, a few months' time, start to put the pressure on, because you set a precedent, you set a stall up. Yeah, set a precedent, you yeah. go for it, yeah. So I went in, I wasn't angry and shouting, horrible, I was just strict and had really mm. firm rules that I was absolutely black and white with. Yeah, zero and, tolerance. Yeah, and um, the culture that I went into were absolutely, were nothing like that. The chefs, apart from the sous chef, responded really well, and they grew with that, and they loved some discipline, some direct talking, you know, not rude, direct, you know, just honest, mm -hmm. you know, authentic. They responded well, but the front of house and reception and housekeeping just, no. just didn't. And they were all friends. It was a small, like, town in Suffolk, farmer country. Yeah. Everybody knew everybody. Everyone worked and done the tour in every little shitty restaurant, <laughs> shitty pub. Yeah. So they all knew each other. And they just, they went there for a day off and it was just chilling. And if they, uh, my uh, my junior Sue acted like my Sue at the time. So look, if I'd ever have a day off or a morning off, the first thing they'd do, they'd walk in the kitchen, look around the corner, see I'm not there, and be like, oh, chef off today. 
And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yes. <laughs> so they think they've got a day off. Wow. So he had to up the ante even more wow. to, to be like, well, they think they've got a day off with me. So he had to like, like he, they, his nickname mm. became Hitler because <laughs> he was he had to be more so I was Mugabe he was Hitler yeah <laughs> had to be more savage also fucking call me a luck name the little cunt <laughs> really yeah like, you know I hate that word I hate it it's no flat. awful yeah and so yeah it was like all of those three departments just absolutely hated me and the manager at the time just couldn't handle it he stepped back from everything mm -hmm. so it was just like it was war and I was I would go out of my way to find things because <laughs> I knew they'd be doing something I didn't like yeah, of course. so I made myself almost like a, a GM I was going in housekeeping and checking their shit <laughs> like, I was way above my station <laughs> wow yeah, I'm out in the restaurant I'm checking like, like every four table four in a bed and, like, just like you know all this checking dust checking if the soap's filled up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fuck you. I should have done that. Should have done that. Would have got rid of a couple more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, like I'd, but I'd do it in a way that would make them really like put them in the shit and make them feel bad. So it'd be like I'd go out at say ten after they'd cleaned the restaurant and got it ready, mm. and it, the floor would have crumbs all on it. But I'd wait till ten to twelve to tell them Ooh, because I'd wow. be like, "Oh, you're doing the restaurant. You're ready. Yeah, yeah, all set. I'm all set." And I know they're not. And then same You're with reception. So, this is classic so just, This you, is classic form. You line them up. You, you give them the opportunity so to lie. This is what you do with the guys that don't, to sh like the no-shows here. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you, you, set the, you set them up. You give, give them, them the opportunity to lie. It's up to them to take it. Like, I did laugh at someone when you wrote someone came here. No, someone booked here, but they fucking went somewhere else or something. Yeah, yeah. Another salt somewhere else. salt somewhere else. Oh, there's been a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. charged them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't yeah, that. It's called idiot tax. <laughs> yeah. um, and it just got to the point where there was just so much, like, hatred and aggression, and there was a divide between the two, but it wasn't like, I wanted us to be a team, but it was like, we have to be a team on this level. We have to be together. Mm -hmm. We can't just all be mates and pally and just piss about and have fun all the time, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I tried some things tried going out with them didn't enjoy that at all no you weren't fucking pissed and enough I, yeah <laughs> you I weren't just, on the tables just, you I weren't walking home at 4am were you yeah, yeah I just didn't just didn't like them and that became quite sort of toxic became personal to quite me. angry and you know yeah there was a lot of different ways I'd find different ways to make them look bad yeah. um, that they took themselves yeah. and they're not me and the uh, the junior suit, we went back to mine one day, just having a like, split, having some coffees, and the, the GM phoned me, absolutely shitting himself, and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's all kicking off. Um, so well, what's the problem? And he's like, you've had seven grievances filed against you. Seven. And I was like, so what's the, what's the grievance? Never heard of one, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And he was trying to explain, but panicking. He's like, yeah, these, all these girls want you out, and <laughs> they've gone to the directors and the owners and everything. I was like, okay, right, well, what are you gonna do about it? Like. <laughs> Who do you value more, me or them? Yeah. And then I phoned up Rianne, and Rianne was like, HR. And I was like, what's a grievance? And she explained. And she, oh, I said, well, I've got seven. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, you can't have seven grievances. Seven. I was like, yeah, is, is it bad? And she's like, yeah, that, that's bad. <laughs> One's bad, yeah. seven is fucking awful. And then like, she spoke to her about it, and then she explained what they were. And the thing with a grievance is that, for anyone who doesn't know, like me, and I didn't fucking know, is that... You can't just file one and expect something to be done. You've got to file one 
and you have to give an end result like what do you want to happen from this mm. what do you want the person to be dealt with do you want a better relationship you have to give this end result but they it turned out they all went out to watch Sex in the City film one night had a couple of glasses of cheap Pinot Grigio got all pissed up and like just talked about how much they hated me and what a cunt I was and then got together the next day with the assistant manager who she was a prick as well they just like filed all these grievances and thought they were going to get me out wow. and then within two months every single one of them was gone really? and I was still there yeah interesting yeah. winner winner chicken dinner mate yeah. I love it none of it surprises me but that's the best bit okay great let's uh, let's finish up with some cooking hacks some myths or cowboy stories uh, have either of you got any myths you can dispel? I've got some hacks? cooking like sort of hacky mythy type things great I was actually speaking to Jack about it because I wanted some on the drink side mm-hmm. um, like just talking about temperatures and misconceptions of wine um, oh, okay, go on. So, um, when people say room temperature wine, that doesn't mean like your living room. Oh, no. room temperature wine, like oh, red, red oh, wine. Oh no, no, no! Don't laugh at me. I yeah. assumed that, that. I mean, who doesn't think room temperature? But room, room temperature, temperature was set way before central even heating even existed. So uh, room temperature. So red wine should be sort of around that sort of fifteen to eighteen-ish kind of mark. That's that bit Jordan low. Does, yeah. Not. That's why you have red wine fridges that. They're not cold, in, but they're set to a certain yeah. temperature. So how at so home do you achieve? Well, you, you struggle really. But <laughs> it, it's just to know that it's not, you know, when you're all cozy in the winter and 25 degrees in your own, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, your red wine's a bit hot. Yeah, no, that's a good point now you've said it. Yeah, um, it's hard to achieve at home then, I guess. It, it is hard to achieve. But and then also, something I never thought about, and Jax was saying as well, that um, the worst place to keep your wine is in the kitchen. Because it's hot, it's the, well, it's hot and cold, cold. and hot oh, and cold. The temperature, right. especially champagne, the fluctuation of it can fuck the wine. Is that why? I guess. Right, it's Jordan, cellar. you listening to this? I guess, <laughs> I, guess, I mean, it sounds so bloody obvious now, but that's why probably a cellar's perfect because it's yeah. not room. T- it's not twenty-five degrees. It's cooler and it's, it's away cooler, from the kitchen. Away from the kitchen. It's a consistent temperature. It's not fluctuating up and down. Yes, brilliant. That's the key. Brilliant. You know, and I've seen like, and this goes back to Cowboy actually. I've seen it, and there was a couple of gems who did it at, um, at Tuddenham, and I'd told them to fuck off because they're like bringing in the red wine because they've left it out in the cellar, and it's winter and it's freezing, freezing. cold, and they're trying to put it over the burner, <laughs> and like, like it's a fucking rotisserie chicken. Like, what are you doing? Scorch marks. And like, you gave me some boiling water, and it's like, yeah, but then you're gonna make the oh, label oh, wet. Oh, just, oh. just do your mise en place. You know? <laughs> that is cowboy yeah. as hell. Oh, it is. is. And then all of a sudden, I, I go to pastry, I come back, and they're all lined under the hot lamp. What <laughs> <laughs> are trying to do Red to me? On the yeah. just, just turn them every 15. Yeah. <laughs> like kebabs on a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Get That's out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And have you got any hacks for us or anything? Any tips? No. Or this is the one I struggled on because. I don't fucking know. How about this then? Are there any, like, obviously, like, everyone eats differently at home, but is there any stuff at home that's, like, your, like, go-tos, like, away from the kitchen, away from, are there any, like, dishes or bits or that? To be fair, I'm a bit weird when I'm at home. I'm, like, one pound wonder. Like, fucking get it in the pan. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, less washing up? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck the washing up. What's typical, then? um, Like, I'm a bit... Like a fucking Uncle Ben's rice or some shit like that. Like, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Like, because you don't want to be cooking shit. Or, <laughs> you don't like, love that for Or I get a pack of crumpets shit. and I like crumpets and salad cream. It's like, I know, it's a bit what? fucking weird. Salad cream. Yeah, oozes in the crumpets. Salad or sour? Salad cream. Salad cream. Right, yeah. I'm going to sound fucking stupid here. Salad cream. What is salad cream? 
So salad cream. It's it's like a mayonnaise, is, yeah, but it's got like, like mustard and, and acidity from it. Eggs and that. And yeah, some okay. cream in it yeah. traditionally. I like used to make it. Yeah. Really sweet and sour at the same time. Yeah, it's amazing. Right. It oozes in the oils. All food tastes supreme with high salad cream. Yeah, with fucking mayonnaise. It's like fantastic. Wow, I've <laughs> never heard of salad cream and crumpets. That I haven't, but I'd give that a go. Yeah, thanks. All the guys at work think I'm fucking weird. But I have. But to be fair, like me and my twin, my dad thinks we're fucking weird, and we are. But since a young age, me and my twin sister both don't have butter on our toast. What? We still don't know. Like, sound like Brett. What? Yeah, like yeah. I don't have butter on toast. Like if I was gonna have a scone or anything like that, I just wouldn't have butter on it. But yeah, I came wow. in tonight and I smashed in the fucking butter. On it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you're out and it's yeah. best bread. Yeah, yeah. But like if I'm at home and like, or because <laughs> my dad's like putting his butter on it, I'm there and I'm like taking it out, scraping the butter. Dad's like, for fuck's sake, Ellie. He's like, you're a fucking chef. I'm like, Dad, shut up. <laughs> like, put it on. Like, I just, I don't oh, know. It's wow. Just, I'd rather was... eat dry toast. But one of my favourite things on toast is like loads of butter. Like, obviously, always butter, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Loads of butter and Branston pickle. Oh. But small chunk, not big chunk. <laughs> it has to be small chunk. Interesting. Yeah. That's quite oh, unusual as well. I'm salivating. It's <laughs> like my, my best way is like, and this it, this takes me back. It makes me think of the peep show because <laughs> I used to do this. You have one that's Marmite and your dessert is the pickle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That <laughs> is perfect. Two course that. toast. Yeah. I think always butter first regardless. We've talked about this before, but it's like even with peanut butter, I go butter oh, first. I hate peanut butter. Do you? Because you're not no, a fan. I'm not a Marmite fan either. Oh wow. my word. Sorry. I love it. I'll lick it off the spoon. Oh yeah. fuck no. Yeah. If someone's eating, I'm like, get it fucking away now. It stinks. Like, <sighs> it stinks. Now we thought, uh, I don't know if this is a hack we've talked about before, but the Marmite jar and the groove. Oh, we did, I think. Did we talk yeah, about this? I think yeah, oh, we did. There's a flat like, side. Yeah. There's a flat the side, if you there look is... at it, to yeah. lay it on its side. So, so it when it's in the cupboard, drops. the Marmite, the, the wording is on its side, so that when, so it's perfectly tilted. Okay, so I tell Jaylee, she fucking loves Marmite. Yeah, you honestly, you look at a glass one. one Every single one. It's like slightly flat, so they sit. Because mm. yeah. those yeah. that last like centimetre, it's a nightmare to get out of a nice. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you need a oh, Maurice. Yeah, spreading, yeah. spreading it on toast. It's not really a spread. It's just like five dots yeah. that are sort of. Spread yeah, out. toast is cold and yeah. the world's oh, gone wrong. Yeah, fucking okay, nightmare. Nightmare. Excellent. Right. Thanks so much again to Gusborns for providing us with tonight's nightcap. Uh, if you've got some time in your hands, go to their website now, gusborn.com, find out more and place your orders. Thanks so much, Ellie, for, for coming and doing this. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Thank, yeah, oh, thanks. It's good to meet you. And yeah. you. Yeah, and you. Been, been great fun. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks again for downloading. Um, and here's to a great nightcap. Cheers, guys. Thank thanks. you. Thanks again for downloading The Nightcap. And if you loved listening as much as we loved doing it, please do spread the word. Help others find it by leaving a rating and review now on iTunes. You can do that via your podcast app. We'll also find the three previous series of the show. For more content videos, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the nightcap underscore pod. And very soon, we'll be launching our brand new YouTube channel, where for the first time, we'll be putting up every episode of the series for you to watch if you'd rather see our rosy-cheeked faces. Enjoy! Enjoy!